a child cannot communicate, think about yourself. You've just been skiing, you broke your leg, you broke your arm, you have laryngitis, you're on the couch and you can't write. <laughs> and a friend of yours has the um, remote control in charge of everything. Think about that. That's what it's like being someone who cannot communicate without tools. And welcome to Parenting Special Needs Live. Today, we're talking with new author, Patricia E. Bailey. For 45 years, Patricia has worked as an early childhood educator, an education assistant, a tutor, and an interventionist. She's taught at colleges and presented workshops on the importance of communication to being fully involved in life. Her extensive background with children, teens, and young adults, coupled with her own unique life um, experiences, as both an introvert and a highly sensitive person, gives her a unique perspective on communication. She's here with us to talk about her new book, Beyond Expectations Into a World of Possibilities, where she has written down her real life experiences and insights to allow the opportunity for us to communicate better and understand our children. Please help me in welcoming Patricia to our show. Welcome, Patricia. How are you? Um, excited to be here, actually. I'm quite pleased to be able to share my ideas and my book with um, everybody out there, <laughs> all your subscribers. And it's a fabulous magazine, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. I, um, I'm, I'm excited to be able to speak with you, too. And like I said earlier, we kind of got our blue memo, right? Even though yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in blue. Anyway, so um, how about if we, we start with you telling us um, why did you write the book? Right. Well, when I was working um, in, in some of the schools as an education assistant, I had a couple of teachers and a speech and language pathologist were telling me, well, oh, that's a good idea. Why don't you teach other people how to do that? Or why don't you write a book? Or why don't you do workshops on this? And so I sort of thought about it. I did do workshops on communication, but I hadn't thought about going any further than that. And then um, a few years later, when I was working in uh, a high school in a special education room, uh, support room, I, I noticed that the other staff weren't picking up on what I was picking up on. Uh, uh, one little boy who, one little boy, well, he was uh, grade nine, um, cerebral palsy, and he, he uh, only used his head switches in order to in, interact with, with uh, communication systems. He also used his eyes as, as um, uh, he did eye gazing on if I had a yes or a no, uh, he would look at that answer he wants and then look at me. He also had what was called a um, uh, eye gaze board um, and it was clear acrylic so he could see my face and I could see him. And we would have different symbols on it or different pictures so he could indicate what he was thinking or what, choose, what he was choosing. And when I was uh, there one time, a few years later, uh, uh, substituting, uh, this boy was on, on the mat after therapy and he started fussing. And one of the staff asked him, well, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he started fussing some more. And she said, are you hurt? And she kept on asking questions and he kept on getting more upset. She called another staff over the same thing. I couldn't understand what seemed so logical to me and 
so easy that they didn't think that the he needed his um, communication equipment. Uh, yes, they were worried about being upset, but he was only upset because he couldn't communicate. So I had picked up his, um, it's called iTran, A's <laughs> uh, uh, guy gaze, and I put some pictures on it, started walking towards him, he stopped crying. He was really frustrated. And I just couldn't understand what was common sense for me with someone else, someone else hadn't had. Um, it wasn't until I did, did decide to write the book that I, I realized and looked a bit more into myself that not everybody has the same um, mindset or the same ability to connect. Uh, they had skills I didn't have. I had skills that they didn't have. And But so I, after um, being with parents and working with kids at home as well, the parents were saying the same thing. Well, why can't they at school do what you do? Or why, why is this? You've got to tell. So finally, when I retired, I really did have time to sit down and I had decided, well, I have to do it. I have no choice. It's, it's, it's the skill I have. And if I want to be able to continue helping uh, people who have difficulty communicating uh, in any sense as well, even children under the autism or people under the autism spectrum, they're trying to tell us something and because they're processing different than us or somebody who doesn't and isn't in the autism spectrum, there's a miscommunication there. And if I can share what's happening with them, then other people can maybe look at it and realize, oh, wait a minute, I've got to look at this different. I've got to, there's more here than I, I they realize. So it became something I had to do. I, something I thought here, this is why I'm here on earth. <laughs> this is why, this is my purpose in life to reach out to all the people who work with kids, people with uh, diverse abilities. And what um, do you think parents will, um, what do you hope or what do you think parents will gain from this book? Uh, what I hope people will gain from the book? Yeah, well, a, a, a sense of understanding um, their children, uh, a sense of understanding themselves. Um, by, by giving a, real life examples, not only of the children I've worked with, but also connecting it with um, as an adult sees the world. Um, just something as simple as, as um, well, uh, if a child cannot communicate, think about yourself. You've just been skiing, you broke your leg, you broke your arm, you have laryngitis, you're on the couch and you can't write. <laughs> and a friend of yours has the um, remote control in charge of everything. Think about that. That's what it's like being someone who cannot communicate without tools. Um, so I, I want people to get not only an insight from the, uh, their own children, insights into themselves and insight into just understanding the connection between your child and yourself. Yeah, I have to share with you because I've been, you know, listening to the or reading the book and um, it was very helpful. Right now we're in um, Florida, so obviously there's a hurricane. So uh, oh. there's, there's a hurricane possibility. So anyways. So my daughter, who's 25, um, was starting to perseverate and, you know, quite a bit. And you think that I would know some of these things like, but, but from listening to your book, it really was very helpful because it did gain 
give me insight. Like she started perseverating, not on the hurricane, but her schedule and her this and her that. So then I finally from, I think from, you know, you think I would, I already know this stuff, but from your book, like I was able to see like, this is her worrying. She doesn't know how to express herself. Um, and I didn't get that from your book. Like you think I would already know this, but it was like, it was like, da, 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 don't get upset with her. Cause normally I would get like, you know, it's, it's bothersome because it's nonstop. You know what I mean? It's it, with her, but, but then I realized, okay, there's a lot going on. I think you mentioned it. It was an example in your book that basically pointed it out to me. It was an example of, you know, if it's a birthday party or it's an event or if it's this, or if it's all, these, all these little things are triggers. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's what it is. All of this stuff. Her sister was supposed to come home this weekend. It was this, like, she's worried about not being able to go to her day program. She's worried about, so it was very enlightening. And I think, you know, I've got have goosebumps, but I think that's what parents and teachers and educators could really gain from your knowledge because you've been through it, you know what I mean? And you've put it there in a way that they can see it differently. So kudos to you. I thank you. Cause like, like I said yesterday, it was not easy at our household, but I was more understanding um, of what might go, might be going on in her world. And um, I think that was, that's huge. Yeah, what I found, uh, just when you were talking about that, I realized that um, we probably all do it. Because I know when I'm stressed out and I have things I'm worried about, then I start to think, oh yeah, I should be doing this and I should be doing that and I should be doing this. And then I just pile it on myself. And in that way, it's it's the same issue. It's, it's like, I can't cope. And so all these things start happening around me. So I, I didn't realize it was probably very similar. <laughs> yeah, no. And well, and, and because, you know, I think it's opening your eyes to, you know, like you're saying, it is communication. She's trying to say something. She just doesn't know how to express all of those things that are going on in her world. Like the rest of us are wait and see. We have to wait and see what's going to happen with the hurricane. But that's really hard for her. Anyway, I don't want to get too off on that. But um, I did want to know, I did want to share that it, it was very beneficial and eye-opening. Um, so I really appreciate it. So do you have a favorite memory from the book or an oh. experience that you want to talk about? Yes, I, I think it was when I was working in, um, it was very young, well, very young at the time compared to my age now. I was I was in my um, late 20s, I guess, yeah. And I was working at a, a children's hospital. Um, and it was like a rehab as well as a respite, as well as a diagnosis. And uh, the hospital had three different daycares for the staff and the children at the hospital. Um, and I worked in the um, three to five-year-old daycare with some of the other staff. And so I was working with this one boy. Um, he was on, a, on the mat. We had just finished, um, a, we were working on his legs and strengthening his legs as you know, usually the therapist would show us and we would do it with him. So I'm, you know, he's nonverbal and I'm working on his legs and all of a sudden he tightens. And, and I looked at him and, and for all of a sudden it dawned on me, he's doing this on purpose. He's giving me a rough time. And I looked at him and I said, I'll call him Andy. I said, Andy, are you teasing me? Are you giving me a rough time? And his face just beamed. And it just, it just, it was like a whack on the side of the head that said, listen, look inside this little body that doesn't seem to be working very well right now. 
is is there's so much in there. It's so much in that brain there. And and the other thing that really hit me was he was thrilled that somebody understood him. And he was thrilled that he and I were connecting. And that was just, yeah, that's my favorite memory because it was the start of it all. I have so many more, but that's the one that that I think is the says the most. No, I think that's an awesome story. So thank you for sharing. And I think that's so true because I think everyone tends to like look past them. They can't do this. So therefore there's nothing. And therefore he was really teasing you and had a really, you know, he was excited, you know, and that you got him. And so it was almost like a laugh moment, whatever, you know, so that's awesome. So I think that's great. Um, so tell me a little bit more about communication. Like what's your thought? I mean, it's pretty much the, it's everything. Yeah, it is. It, it is, it, um, uh, if, people, if people or children don't have any tool to communicate, we, well, they're not connecting with anybody. Um, the other thing is we ha have no idea what's going on in the mind. We have no idea how much intelligence is there. We don't have any idea of how far that child can go or what possibilities or even what we can do to help bring that connection how to help that child learn more so we really do need to give tools to the children we work have have or um if there's teachers out there or education assistants um you know the children you work with the our children in our lives if, if they don't have a means to communication we lose out on so much it, it's it's the ground basis of connecting and finding out about each other and being able to move forward in your life I know this wasn't, uh, we didn't discuss this in advance, but I'd like to ask you too, because I, I see a lot of, or I hear from parents, younger and even older parents that have um, students or children that don't communicate, right? And yeah. they're so hesitant to use the um, augmentative communication devices or tools because they think that, that they're stopping the child from actually using their voice. And what's your take on that? Um. <clears throat> My take on that is that the, the communication systems, the, the picture symbols, um, they encourage the words to come out. I had, I had one uh, uh, family I worked with and the boy had Down syndrome and autism. Um, and so there was speech difficulties there, but his, his parents insisted on no sign language and they didn't like picture symbols. But in the beginning, you need it. In the beginning, um, the children really need it until they learn to read. Is an, until they really need to learn. Uh, the symbols help them see what's happening next, what's going to go next, what's going to go next. And the communication systems, the child, they, the children do want to speak if they can, and they will. Uh, but there are time, times where some children just can't. I had one young boy, one, one boy I worked with in grade two, was it, no, grade three and four, I think he was, five, grade five as well. And um, the speech and language therapist had said to me, okay, we're, work, we're working on how many times does he vocalize during the day? If you could chart it. And I said, but it, it's just too many. And she said, well, then just chart it. So within an, I think, um, was it, uh, in the morning or within two hours, 
I had charted over a hundred <laughs> vocalizations and he had them. I knew when he, when he meant he's yes or when he meant no or when he was excited to see one, someone, but he did not have the physical ability to use speech. So when he was using his communication system, he, he just thrilled, he loved it, he enjoyed it. He was able to, to um, do science projects and share it with the students. He was able to be, uh, there was one time, I, I just said, it, <laughs> it's wonderful, it's that he was in, um, oh, the teacher and I uh, had to go to a meeting. So there was a substitute teacher and, um, the children, other children, they all, he always said if one of us wasn't there, he, he would have a, a partner with him uh, to help him communicate if needed. Um, so he had his communication board and, and um, it would say, you know, um, I want to go to the bathroom or um, uh, I need some help or can someone sit with me or, or Mrs. Bailey, can you come here? Or Mrs. So-and-so, can you come here? And, and things like that where, you know, they could, he could communicate. So uh, at, the, at the meeting, one of the children from the classroom came down and said, you know, uh, Henry needs to uh, go to the bathroom. So I go down there, we get another uh, um, assistant, we take him down to the bathroom. He didn't need to go. It was an excuse to get me out of the meeting. <laughs> and it was and all because he could use the communication system and another time with the same boy is that um after i went back to the the um meeting the class was going to the library so i the teacher and i come back the classroom's empty the other children were down in the library they set up his communication board with the one he needed he they set up uh he has um uh, Big Mac, which says you can record words in there. So they had recorded, thank you. And they had done everything. And he and his friends went down to the library. They, and it was wonderful because of the communication system. He was able to connect with everybody, be able to be independent. Um, the, the picture symbols and communication systems are a tool. And if the children can move forward from them, while they're learning to vocalize and speak, that's, you need that, you need that. Yeah. So um, is there, I, well, I have another question, wasn't quite, I, I wanted to ask you. Now, when you say successful learning, I know you mentioned that in your book and I kind of like that and that's something that I'm toying with. Um, but how do you think, I mean, you're saying like different ways that children learn. And I know like, I, I'm not, I'm. I'm not sure what you mean by that. I'm not sure if you're saying like the styles of learning or are there other things that parents need to be aware of, like as far as helping their child learn? Because my thoughts are parents really need to understand how their child learn in order to be successful. And I know you mentioned that in the book and I wrote it down because I think that's huge, not just for, because when you're working with teachers, when you're working with anybody, but the parents really need to know how that child works best. Yes, yeah, for sure. Uh, doesn't matter what their their ability or skill is. Um, each child has a, a, a unique way of learning. And if you, um, as as a parent, um, ask ask the kids, what's the best? How how do you like? And, and how how do you want? What don't you understand? Uh, or or 
sit with them as they're doing their, their schoolwork and, and see where get, they're getting stuck on or what doesn't make sense to them. Um, let's see how, how it's uh, a lot of what for me, no, I was gonna say it was intuitive, but some of the students I work with, I, I would like um, even, I've worked with kids with, um, who's usually has have A or B marks or really high marks. And I've worked with them in math. And, and what I had to do because the teachers, some of them, they would be, they would go too fast or they had an accent that was hard to catch or the children, students didn't have time to grasp the information before they could do the work. So when I was working with them at their own home, I could slow down and go backwards and figure out which step they would missed in order to move forward. So sometimes you have to go do that is, is go and find out what comes before whatever you're learning, the student is learning and find out what they've missed. Um, find out how they like to learn, what their learning process is. Um, for one of the students I had, I worked with him for 10 years, is that um, we would always front load them, get all the information beforehand. So they went into class, he had known some of the concepts, let's say for science. And um, we would use pictures that, that came from, um, I, um, uh, let's say if it was vol volcanic um, um, uh, reactions and things like that. So, so we would look at, at take a look at, I get the right pictures of which levels of the volcano are happening and there'd be images of that, plus um, a, just, um, a definition, but then there'd be a spot and it was a big chart or a chart he could put down what he understood it to be. And so that made a difference too. Um, videos um, um, really helped. Like if, if there was a concept about, um, on, on science again, um, reactions. There were some great videos on, on um, showing how uh, small a reaction is that for phosphorus compared to another reaction, which is the same group on the um, um, chemical, chemical chart. They put that in a bathtub full of water and even a teeny tiny bit and it exploded the whole thing. So visually, it's great too. So if you find it, yeah, take a look and, and see whatever it is on the internet that can help your children learn the concepts. Right, okay. Um, so back to your book, is there anything else you wanted to share with us before we kind of um, wrap um, up? Yes, actually, actually, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, it's fun to read actually, it's enjoyable because it always starts out with this, a quote that makes you really start thinking. And that quote gives you the, the, um, a feel of what the whole book is gonna be about. And, and some of the concepts that come up, there's a quote there that, that would indicate what that concept really means. Um, so that's throughout the book. Uh, one um, reviewer said that she, she found that um, some of the, some of the um, students and, or, characters are the people in the book. All the names are changed, by the way. Um, yes, there's some stories that are just one story about one child, but then there's several children that it goes actually on for years and they can see some progress on the, how the child is developing. So it's almost like a story with the characters and, and the plot going on. Um, that same reviewer said that it's not just for people connected with uh, children with um, diverse abilities or adults, 
with diverse abilities. It's about, it's for everybody, about connection and how to connect with each other. So I thought that was really neat. But every time I pick up the book to read it myself, to check something out, I go, oh, wow, this is really interesting. And I, I, I enjoyed writing it and I have enjoyed read it, reading it. Well, and I have to, I, I want to thank you as well, because I think that some of the things that, you know, like I said, I've been reading it, um, but some of the things that you share in there, like some of those things take years to learn. You know what I mean? That's the thing. It's like if people would get some of those insights or teachers or whatever, it should be like they would know them in advance because sometimes some of that stuff is, takes a long time to, for people to actually grasp, I think. So I appreciate that you put it all down for us and that if people take the time to read it or even the key points, right? They'll gain stuff because, and I think also one other thing I want to share is like that the fact that um, it almost, because you were saying it, it felt validated. Like, cause as a parent, when you're going through it and you don't have anybody else to compare things with, you don't really know, you know what I mean? You're thinking, well, this is what I do, but I don't really know. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like validating, like, Hey, um, like I, I'm, I'm referring to the part where you talk about, um, hormones and puberty and stuff like that. It's like, yes, I knew it, but it didn't, it didn't come out like right away. Like I knew it. it's taken me years to kind of put that together where it's like, if I would have heard maybe earlier, I could have made sure, okay, yes, this is definitely going to be trigger zones, you know? And anyway, so. Um, just in, on that one comment is just to let your parents out there know you're emotionally connected to your children. So you are not going to pick up on some things. I could not tutor my own daughter, yet I could tutor all, all these other children, but I'm connected to her I'm and I want things to work out for her. So for her, I, I don't necessarily think as clearly. So that's what happens as a parent is that when something, you, you know, as, as you said, I, I, I mentioned about puberty and you go, well, I should have known that. Well, yes, you did know it, but because you're so connected and emotionally involved, it clouds uh, your your logic. It clouds common sense sometimes. Right. But just and take I, a breath, I, and it's okay, and and, and it, it'll come to you. But I'm glad the book will help help you all. No, and I was gonna say too, just on that too is, and also, they don't communicate the same way. They communicate differently. So she might. I might not put the connection together that is puberty and this because she's going off on something completely different, even though that, you know what I mean? So it's hard sometimes as parents to make the connection because of what the child's behavior is doing, you know, it's not the same. Um, right. It, there's not a link necessarily. Sometimes it, there might be a link, but you can't see it. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, well, I can't thank you enough for being with us. Um, the name of the book is uh, um to the world of possibilities. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Yes, and they can find it pretty much everywhere, right? Amazon, anywhere. You also have a site. Yes, yes, I have a website. Uh, for, well, yeah. I, I can't thank you enough. Like I made Xerox copies of um, some of the print out, you know, the different things because I'm like, these key points need to be like in front of you sometimes. So I thank you very much for sharing your life experience with us and the nuances that you've collected and insights that, because... Um, I think it will be very beneficial to families and educators and anybody that picks up the book. So thank you um, for that. And I'm going to, we're going to sign off and um, thank you for everybody for being here today with us on Parenting Special Needs Live. And in case 
no one has told you that you're doing a good job. Be good to you. It's hard work. Talk to you soon.